You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Potty Mouth. They're a young band based in LA who are doing things their own way. They embody that DIY punk spirit while also making sure that they're having as much fun as possible. It's still pretty early in their career, but they've already achieved so much, touring with the likes of Against Me and Churches. The latter tour had them playing Radio City Music Hall places, which is phenomenal. I've been fortunate to have run-ins with them over the years, and this talk is more us catching up than anything else. If you're unfamiliar with this band, I promise you that you're going to love them. This is the 405 Exchange Podcast with Potty Mouth. music fans when we hear about bands moving to like different cities or like towns together we think like god that sounds so fucking cool because we just think i think by proxy that you'll feel inspired being in a new place did you find that when you guys went to la that you find yourselves thinking like wow like we're more inspired just by being in a different place altogether um it definitely has been cool in that we've met a lot of other creative people who are down to do like random photo shoots or um I'm trying to think of other like cool things that we've done just for fun. Shereen, we met Shereen and did a music oh, video yeah. like in a day. Yeah, I made my friend Shereen, um, yeah, it's like trying to do more video editing and so she made a music video for us and yeah, so like that has been really inspiring because it just feels like such easy access to being creative. Yeah. Well, I, that, yeah. Oh, sorry. I think it's inspiring just because the decision to move out there was so purposeful on our end. Like, we, it's not like it's not just that we wanted to move out of Western Mass because we were sick of it. We wanted to take the band to the next level and, like, like kind of just dive right in and go for it, like, as a career path. And um, L.A. just made sense to do that. So, like, when you move somewhere with, like, intention, I mean, if you don't act on that intention, then what's the point? So it's, yeah. like, you know, I feel like, it's not an easy thing, and it's not something that everyone could do, um, and we're lucky to have the opportunity to do it, so I try to remind myself of that. That's, that's fucking incredible. And you brought up the video just now. Do you Was that particularly the Twisted video that came out a couple yeah. of weeks ago? I was going to ask you about how that came about. Like, um, particularly, particularly, I wonder, because like, what blew me away about watching that video is the fact that the stuff for people who haven't seen it yet and who are about to see it, the video itself, you guys are moving in slow motion, but the track itself is pretty fast. And there was something really intrigued me watching that and seeing how it fit. Did it feel that way for you guys after you watched the edit of it? Were you like, wow, somehow this fits really well? Well, usually when you do something in slow motion, you'll play back a recording of the song that goes twice as fast. And so then when you slow it down, it still matches up. But I think that Shireen just edited it so that it's like, it doesn't like completely line up, but yeah, she just edited it in a way where um, it seems to make sense and it looks cool. Yeah, so that's like really, I don't know, just something that she chose to do. Yeah. And what do you feel was particular about that track that you knew you wanted it, there to be like a video to accompany it? Because especially with like, by proxy what videos do, they just help people, um, it'll be, like Definitely. find the song yeah like find the yeah. song and find you guys like there's going to be people who hear see the video for Twisted and then they'll yeah. learn about you I think it was well because that song came out on a compilation um like six months ago 
uh, the Music for Everyone compilation, and uh, that was an old song that we hadn't released yet, and so we were like, well, we want to put something new out, and uh, um, just, I don't know, I, like, the more new stuff that we have out, the better, because we still, even though we've been in a band for a long time, it doesn't feel like we have a lot of material released. And so uh, then we just wanted to make a music video to draw attention to us having a new song out in the world. So, yeah. And what's, what's interesting about Twisted is we actually recorded Twisted in the same session that we recorded the five songs for our EP that came out in 2015. That Twisted just would, we recorded seven songs and Twisted was one of the two that didn't make it on. Yeah. But when we got asked to contribute to that compilation, the music for everyone, we were like so excited to finally have a platform to put it on. And because we're like at this point where we're in between like album cycles essentially, our EP came out two years ago and we have a new album mostly recorded, but we don't know when it's coming out. So it was like, it was nice. It's nice to be able to still create content, you know, when it's like featured elsewhere. And yeah. so it would make sense to do the music video because it was already out on the compilation. Yeah, that's really great. You know, I want to go back a little bit before we go forward because I, when I was like walking up here and thinking about talking to you guys again, it really did strike my mind how so much of your lives have changed by pro- just by proxy of the fact of living in a new city and like, um, it having so much time pass since I last saw you. And it made me really think that, you know, so many people would find being in a different city just the, the sheer experience of that being a stressful thing with just everyday little stuff. Meanwhile, you guys are in a band and you're friends. So I imagine the essence of how you would lean on each other would be so much more different than it would be for most people. So I wonder, what does moving to a different city, dealing with like little small life stuff that could be sometimes difficult, what does it do for you guys creatively? Like when you guys get together and decide to write songs? That's like a huge, that's like a huge question and it's essentially part of like, I feel like a autobiography we're still writing and trying to figure out it's even though we've been in LA for a year it really does not feel that long and in addition to moving out there as a group we're all our own people so there's like the trying to establish yourself as like an individual adult like living your life in LA and then like the band you know and the two are also intertwined so I think the first thing that came to my mind was that like the hardest part about moving to LA was that when we lived in Massachusetts, we would always practice in Allie's basement, and so yeah. it was like a home base for us, where we would practice and then hang out and talk about logistics or just like go get a drink or whatever. In LA, you it's like very rare that you can have a space like that, and so we always just will rent a space whenever we need it, but there's definitely, it's like you have to be way more intentional about like planning about topping and practicing and it's like definitely that was the hardest thing to figure out like when we first moved there yeah like you should no one should ever take uh, take for granted the ability to have band practice in their own home (laughs) because in 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 a small town because it was so convenient for for like five years we'd practice in i lived in three different houses over the course of this band and all of them had a space where we had practice either the basement or the living room and um yeah, we would get together once or twice a week and practice just to practice, you know, not just for shows or tours, and, and then we would inevitably end up hanging out afterwards because it would always be around dinner time because we'd practice. I'd get out of work at 4.30, we'd have practice at 5, 
and then everyone's hungry after for like playing for like two hours. So then we walk down the street and we get dinner. It was so nice, and LA is a huge yeah, city. It's it's spread out in LA. Even though we all live in the same general area of LA, like even even like making the time to be like, oh, we need to have we need to talk about this. So let's like we have to meet each other in this place, but there's no practice space. So yeah. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. definitely a weird transition. Yeah, but I can imagine also on a more positive note, because I, it's funny, because like I feel anytime I talk to someone in LA, that's because of massive fact of how difficult it is to move around. So I'm sure there's people listening who definitely sympathize. But um, you know, I was really like stoked to see that you guys also start a podcast, which is kind oh, of yeah. meta considering <laughs> we're on order right now. Uh, what was it like for you guys to do that? Like, what did, what kind of sparked that, and has it been fun doing that for you guys? Um, I love podcasts and have talked about wanting to have a podcast for years now and um, it was just something I always talked about and then Abby really came in and kind of pushed the idea like let no like let's actually do this like let's not overthink it let's just get together and ha- have a conversation because in my mind I was like oh there's has to be all this like you have to outline things and have like you know pre-production whatever but I think it was really good to have I mean that's like the way Abby Abby and I say we have like kind of opposite brains but that was that's what makes us a good pair because I'm always I overthink everything and she was like no let's just do it and so we did it once and she has the editing skills to kind of like figure out what needs to be cut down and and it was way easier than I thought it would be so yeah we should definitely do it more yeah it's hard because when it's just the two of us we sort of were like, what should we talk about? Like, it's hard to just be like, today I went to blah, which I feel like is all podcast. Be like, there will be a theme, and then yeah. someone will just end up being like, I was at the grocery store, and like, <laughs> this person in line behind me, and yeah. like, that's the shit that I don't care about. So when, <laughs> yeah. it's like, we want to sure. have really meaningful conversations, um, which is like, a, hard to do on a regular basis. No, it really is. Like, this is still relatively fresh. Like, we started it, like, well, I started it back at, like, um, the end of April, and it, but it's really been, like, in its steam since, like, June, and uh, there's a lot of interviewers that I love, like, a lot, and I kind of look at it as, like, oh, I'd love to be like you, and almost all of them say that if you want to have, like, a good, not interview necessarily, but a conversation, you have to have, like, I mean, right now, for people listening can't even see it, I have my iPhone out, and there's, like, questions yeah, you got and all mad that. notes. Yeah, mad notes, <laughs> but the funny thing about that is, like, one of the things that's just been drilled in my head is, like, if you want a good conversation, you have to, like, come prepared, but also be cognizant of the fact that you might not use any of that. Totally. And I imagine that must be kind of similar for you guys in the way you just yeah, it. Yeah, that always happens. We'll go into it being like, okay, this time we're going to analyze our recording process for Smash Hit, and then we end up talking about Fortunate Son for like <laughs> of it. Yeah. But that's, those are the bits that people love the best. Like, my favorite podcasts are the ones where you can tell the two people, or several people, or whatever, are like friends, or they're just genuinely intrigued by what the other person said. Yeah. 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 That's really fantastic. Do you feel like when you've done this now, like, it's funny, this question, like, for example, this question is popped in my head, so I haven't written down, but do you feel like by proxy of doing this, it makes it more easier for you to do interviews with other people? I've always wanted to be on the side of the interviewer because after, like, being in this band and having the experience of being interviewed so much, um, I hear patterns and the kinds of questions people ask. I think there are certain questions that get asked all the time that I'm like, those really aren't even that interesting. Like they should be yeah. asking about this. Like so, I I guess yeah. I mean I think that I, that's just something I've been thinking. I just think about a lot when we're when we're interviewed. But I haven't actually tried interviewing anyone.
that's probably it for the next episode. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know, we definitely want guests on the next episode. Yeah, that'd be massive. You know, so before we recorded, we talked briefly about you guys being on tour of Bayside right now, which is why you're here. Yeah. And lovely Irving Plaza, really good to be back. And, I've never uh, been here. No? Oh, you've never been here? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Well, that's, how, how do you like it so far? It's cool. Yeah. It sounds really good on stage. The so. soundcheck was alright. Yeah. But uh, we talked a bit about like how you weren't that familiar with Bayside prior to going on. Yeah. But it makes me wonder that now it's been, I think it's like the halfway point. What's it been like to be on this tour? And something else I really want to know is like before you guys were on this tour, what were the conversations like where you knew, because I just imagine by proxy you'd want the tour to feel different than whatever previous tour you did. Did yeah. you guys have a talk like that before you went on the road where you were like, how, how can we make this different? What do we want to do to make this different? Um... It's hard because uh, we're still in the, a stage as a band where we don't have any like stage props or techs or lights or anything, and so it, it's hard to be like, what are we going to do going into this? So like, usually we're just like, we're going to play music. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's all, it's all so de- like, um, dependent on like the tour route, the length, like, the size of the shows. I know for this tour, we when we got asked if we wanted to do it, we were like, yeah, that looks awesome, but oh shit, it starts on the East Coast. And that keeps happening. Since we moved to the West Coast, we get all these offers for tours, and they start on the East Coast. And we're like, why did we move? (laughs) But yeah, so we were like, yeah, we want to do that. But like, okay, then you have to think about the money. Like, it would be so expensive to fly out and rent a van and then have to rent gear, and that seems like a total headache. Okay, so I guess we have to drive across the country. And, you know, then we got into talking about, oh, do we want to book our own shows along the way? Like, how many shows do we want to play? And then knowing that we were going to have to do some, like, nightmarishly long drives, we were like, okay, we need a fifth person with us who can help (laughs) with driving. And so we, you know, we talked about those things. We talked about how we, on this tour, we felt like we didn't need a tour manager because it isn't that many shows. Um, some of our man, you know, our management can handle some of the details remotely. Bayside has a TM that I talk to, but we knew we wanted a person to help with driving, and we knew we wanted someone to help with sell with merch because those are the two like stressful, most stressful jobs, you know. So, so fortunately, our friend Natalie, who's been against me as merch person for the past year, um, who we know because uh, we this is our third tour with her. Um, she was. Beach Lane store manager when we went on tour with them, and then she was against me as merch person when we were on tour with them, and now she's our merch person, and we're so grateful yeah. because she is taking a break from against me to do this tour because <laughs> just wanted like something that was a little more like this low is key. like a vacation. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? I love when I get to talk to musicians in this way. It's one of my favorite things. Is that I feel like sometimes, and you know, you guys, we talked before about like how. Um, how Ma- Massachusetts could be and just like feeling like a small town regardless of where you are. I think it's always intriguing how like people will think about musicians and kind of see the voca- feel of it's like a very vocational aspect but then very much forget about how much it requires you to be For sure, yeah. dedicated and work oh, hard. Yeah. yeah, the logistics is like the hidden nightmare of being a band. <laughs> we have one drive on this tour where <clears throat> our dates with Bayside end in Detroit on Thursday and then we have a show on Friday in Kansas City where we're opening for Taking Back Sunday. Whoa. And it's like 13 hours between Detroit and Kansas City. Uh. So after we, the Bayside show in yeah. Detroit is over, we are just hitting the road and driving straight through the night. And like, I'm like, we've already talked about like taking shifts so everyone knows 
was like, at what point in the night they're going to have to do their driving, like, who's yeah. going to do, like, the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. kind of thing, and, like, we know we're not going to sleep, and it's going to suck, but the thing is, we've done it before. That's it. Like, so we you know veterans. we can do it. Yeah. You're literal veterans. It was, like, 15 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was even more miserable, because we didn't have a van this big, so people were, like, Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that, yeah. Well, before I let you go, it's been really great getting to catch up with you again. I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, you know, we talked a bit, a lot of it, actually, about LA and how you guys have been making music there. And I just think, of course, by proxy that there's like loads of music that's yet to be released. I feel like this is such an interesting time for you because you brought up Ali about the fact that you guys are still relatively early in your career, even though it's been a couple years ago. And it makes me wonder, like, when you're in this stage particularly and you have music that's yet to be released and you know it's going to come out along the way, what does that feel like? What does it feel like to have that in the back? Um, you mean, like, what does it feel like to be like pre-album cycle or, yeah kind of well, or pre in between albums well pre-album cycle where you know it's coming where it's like coming locked like, and loaded yeah, yeah. Not sure seriously. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you for that that's a good choice of words actually yeah seriously it, it's been like a pretty frustrating because so we've had so many songs for years that we could have put out but our songs just keep getting better and better and so our, when our album comes out it's going to be like the best thing that we've ever done but we're just like we want it to be out so badly because of that so it, it kind of drives you crazy because you like know what could be happening but it's just not the right time so yeah but is there a matter of duality in that as well where like sometimes you think like like have you have you guys do you feel like you have a song where the fact that you took longer to work on it kind of made it go like oh well, th it's good that we had this time is there like oh, that kind yeah. of aspect to it? The last song that we just recorded, I wrote like a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago actually, oh, wow. and I didn't even finish the words until like a couple days before I recorded vocals in the studio and it's definitely my favorite song on the record so it was like definitely fitting the puzzle pieces together but it was worth it. Is the record done? No, we have one more song that is yeah. also giving me trouble. But... Uh, is, are there like constant conversations about this one particular song? Um, it may not be so head, I'm sure there are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, whenever people ask that question, I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like visualizing this like, group potty mouth text or like, one of you is randomly bring up the song and then everyone else goes like, don't bring up that song again. <laughs> no, it's not like that, it just makes me horribly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be worth it. It's just yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, I know this song can be really good, but I can't seem to, like, bring it to that level. And so I'm just really frustrated with myself. That's all. Well, I'm, what's going to be great is that what I imagine definitely by this time next year, it's going to be kind of mind-blowing, the fact that more likely not that album and song will be out. So that's something yeah. to think of. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully we're all alive still by then. I yeah. think we will be. I'm not planning on not being alive, so we'll be good. Yeah. And on that note, party mom, <laughs> thank you for chatting with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.